Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University Beers with the Brewers Alright Land Grant Drinkers Welcome to Beers with the Brewers This is the Thursday, July 15th episode If you're listening the morning this comes out Which I imagine everyone is Yeah Top of the morning to you On a pod this week, Walter Keys Hello and we've got as brewer representation today, Chris Elderman. Hello. One Adam Benner. H- hello. I'm Mark Richards, and this week we are talking about all the fruit beers. It's a fruit cocktail week. I thought we were going to have a fruit cocktail pairing. That's well, what I Dan we were told do a me. Fruit salad potluck contest. Mm-hmm. Fruit salad contest. Well, we didn't, and Dan couldn't make it this week. He was going to appear as Michael Caine, and then he took a day off, I think, only based on that. Yeah, it was probably only based on that. (laughs) Oh, Michael Caine. Yeah, well, thanks, Dan. This week, we've got Creams of Kolsch, which is an orange and vanilla Kolsch. We've got Inflatable Flamingo, which is a watermelon wheat. I thought it was a Flamingo beer. Oh, man. As Adam says that, he is wearing a pink flamingo oh, polo. Yeah, yeah, dressed for the occasion. Yeah. Looks great. I hope our listeners Very enjoy it as too. well. I've got a Creamsy culture in front of me. What are we drinking first? Should it be Creamsy? It says Creamsy first here on the sheet. It's probably the way I'd do it. Let's do Creamsy first. Oh, look at that. We've got props. Uh-oh. We were just brought a bunch of oranges to throw at each other. I ah, believe those are tangerines. off-brand clementines, so oh. I'm not mistaken. Or okay. off, off-brand cuties, I cuties. think. Is this is a, another opportunity for the listeners out there that we have props now for the <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Now we got props that you guys can imagine seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at a Coles glass with a delightfully hazy... Creams of coals in front of me. It looks like a popsicle. Yeah, I mean, it, it's delicious uh, looking and also delicious tasting. It's almost exactly the look yeah. of a creamsicle. Yeah, orange, vanilla, and smooth. Or dreamsicle, depending on your brand. Yes, dreamsicle, that's that's what I was always familiar with. Yeah. That's a name brand, creamsicle. Yeah. Yes. So, Chris, what all went into this glass? So, for those of you who have been with Land Grant since the beginning... You will have noticed a lot of different iterations of Creams of Kolsch. Um, this iteration is the same as last year, I believe. And uh, it's probably our best iteration, which is why we stuck with it. Um, and this is, uh, let's see, we've got some Cascade, Citra, Amarillo, and Bravo hops. All those have a lot of orange and citrus flavor in them, especially the Amarillo and Bravo. And uh, for the uh, malts, we've got just standard pilsner malt some malted oats some white wheat and um some more fermentables is orange puree uh we think that's where we really kick it over the top is with the orange puree uh to get that nice orange flavor 
Um, why didn't we use that to begin with? Uh, we haven't always been able to source aseptic orange puree or other fruit purees or concentrates. That's been a uh, fairly recent um, explosion, I'll say, as to what fruits were available like that. Aseptic means there's no bacteria or anything in them that would uh, make our beer not taste great. And so, yeah, we've been able to use those, and the orange puree, I think, really kicks it over the top. And then we finish it off with some vanilla beans. Um, this one... We used a Danish lager yeast. Not not super traditional, but it still gives you that nice uh, kind of Kolsch character. Yeah, but all that being said, um, you're not tasting a whole lot of Kolsch character through the uh, orange and vanilla in this beer. Yeah, it's all about the orange and vanilla, for sure. I wouldn't say it doesn't taste like a beer, but, I mean, it definitely... Yeah. You're not pulling out the fine in- intricacies no, of a, no, a different no, yeast no, strain. No. But it's, uh, yeah. So one thing I actually saw someone, I think they, I, I can't remember if I read it in one of our reviews or, uh, or if I just overheard someone in the tap room, but they were very disappointed that they couldn't get a big glass of this beer. Um, it was someone uh, wrote a Google review. Was it a Google review? It was a Google okay. Review. Oh yeah, I think it said also something about uh, the alcohol content. Yeah, low. They said low ABV. They were mad beer. that we still put some what they consider to be low ABV beers in a, uh, I guess, less than pint glass. But going back to what Chris said, if you've been with us for a while, um, these these glasses we serve in uh, was what we originally served the 1862 ale in, and they are how you would traditionally serve a a Kolsch. In a smaller glass, as it is not a beer that improves, uh, or you know, at a at a warmer temperature, and you you really do want to consume your cream sacolsh quickly to get the best, most refreshing flavor profile out of it. Uh, it's not going to turn bad when it's warm. You just don't want to be sitting outside on a day like today when it's going to be eighty five with ninety percent humidity, uh, and and take a while to get through that beer. So it is something that. Designed to, to drink quicker. It's got some low alcohol, a um, little over 5%. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so it allows these beers to be um, crushed more. Which oh, yeah. Le- which leads me to a question on the first, uh, this first one we're trying today. How crushable is it? It is pretty darn crushable, especially if you're drinking in the cold style glass. And it is cold, and this is based off of a frozen popsicle anyway, so why wouldn't you want it cold? I'm going to go on record with a five. Five crusher. Now, if you drink this too too fast, are you in um, danger of getting brain freeze? That's probably a question question that someone might ask if they were here at the tap room. Well, I don't know that crushability has to be a speed rated test. (laughs) Okay. But okay. it, I imagine it could be for the, that certain person. I don't know. I'd be willing to try to find out. I would argue that it's not frozen. So this is a liquid. So it's not. You're, I don't think you're going to run into that. I don't think I've ever gotten brain freeze from any beer. Yeah. yeah. If it was maybe a slushy. Yeah. Well, I, so isn't that the uh, the old nerve in your stomach that really causes it? No, it's the it's the roof of your mouth. Well, that's how you cure it. Yeah. Oh. It's the roof of your mouth that all of it uh, 
it freezes. <laughs> yeah, it, it activates it, freezes it and it your goes brain, crazy. Guys. Uh, Actually, I uh, I happened to watch the um, Marvel TV show Loki. I, I got into that this weekend, sitting on the couch, and there was a scene that uh, they were talking about brain freeze. Hold on, spoilers. Are there any spoilers? Uh, I will not spoil it. it they, okay. there's a, there's so they just mentioned They just mentioned okay. the brain freeze. It's not a spoiler. And while it's happening, you can't uh, remember anything. And it was kind of a, a ploy to get some information. So bad. It was because it was it was a ploy to get some information out of someone in the show. Hmm. Interesting. So I will say I've had some terrible brain freezes in my life as a as an yeah. ice cream eater. But and, yeah, uh, you just put your thumb or your tongue at the roof of your mouth. It does help. Yeah, goes away. It's a five for me. Bam. I'd say five. No risk of of brain freeze. I'm gonna go five. I'm gonna make this a unanimous five. You can you can ding that bell, Ooh, Mark. Ring the bell. A little, little little sweeter. Um, definitely would be uh, grabbing a pool party uh, if I was staying for a full six session. Yes, we get a five uh, tangerine. We've got them five, right here. Five for those of you oranges. that are taking the visual five cues. Cuties. There yeah. it is. Off-brand cuties. Moving on to other fruit. Got these in a can. Inflatable Flamingo. A new brand. And, and while, while we segue into talking about new brands, but down here at the tap room, if you, again, we're talking, this is kind of a throwback episode, but if you're an avid collector of the trading cards that you used to get with the beer flights, uh, inflatable flamingo and creamsicle have trading yeah. cards. Trading cards back. And They've been fully redesigned. Fully redesigned, and inflatable mm-hmm. flamingo has a rookie card. Giving this is the first year we've done this, mm-hmm. so we're still doing that. Still keeping the stats on the back of the cards. Find out a little bit of it. So even if you don't get a flight, your bartender would be happy to share those cards with you. And I know we had a question from a listener. Little little spoiler alert. Yeah, uh, number he's, one fan he's, of he's the, the cards. Uh, he's the biggest collector of of the cards, uh, Mr. Paulson. So, but into the flamingo, Chris. So the inflatable flamingo. Not sure exactly where this idea came from, but um, it was a great idea. And I uh, talking about summer beers, what we could do. And I think. Uh, I could be wrong, but I think Dan Schaefer uh, came up with, uh, we, you know, we've all had watermelon. Oh, it's extremely refreshing. Some of the watermelon beers um, that, that I've had have not um, been my favorite beers, we'll say. And then, um, so we were like, wait, what can we add with that? We went with lime. So as a, someone who does not like watermelon, I try it every year, and I'm excited because it looks delicious. do not like watermelon. You add a little lime to it in this beer, and it really really pops as a as a uh, very very delicious beer to drink i didn't it think does. i was gonna like this at all and it's one of my favorites right now i think one of the the problems with a lot of watermelon beers and uh are that whatever flavoring they're using is just essentially the the jolly rancher watermelon flavor and so it's mm-hmm. really um, fake and almost perfumey a lot of times, the, the flavoring in that beer. I'm not going to lie. I love the taste of fake watermelon. Well, hey. That, but, yeah, to each his own. Yeah, but, but, I also, but I also like the taste of actual watermelon. And, and, and I think uh, in this beer, and you'll probably, you'll probably be touching on this, Chris, but we, uh, we actually used, uh, did we use watermelon concentrate, yes. not just watermelon 
uh, flavoring. So right. whenever we can, we try and use real fruit. So if you were to add uh, watermelon puree to a beer, it would essentially just water down the beer and then make it vaguely taste like watermelon. So getting that watermelon concentrate, um, which they just take watermelon uh, puree slash juice and uh, concentrate it down, take the water out, you get a, a lot of that flavor and it's not going to water down your beer. And that was, um, you know, we, we got some of that in and uh, did the mix that we thought we were going to do on a pilot batch. So those of you that had a watermelon lime wheat pilot batch or uh, experimental can, um, thank you. And uh, thanks for any feedback you gave us because it helps us out a lot. Um, but then just the watermelon in there, it doesn't quite have the kick uh, that, that you're kind of missing some of that fruit flavor and so um, adding a little citrus lime to that really really uh, you know boost everything up and makes this beer um, extremely uh, easy on the palate extremely crushable dare I say and it, it leaves you with a very refreshing uh, sense and um, yeah you're, you're, you're wanting another another drink of it um, with this it's just a normal uh, wheat beer uh, base uh, white wheat and two row and uh, we just use some CTZ as our basically bittering hops. And then everything else is watermelon concentrate and lime juice. Is this regular lime juice or were we using the key lime juice we as we have? Typically use the key lime juice. It, uh, I don't know, it's, uh, it's done very well for us. It's the same lime juice that is in... Um, let me the, squeeze past Yeah, you. let me squeeze past you. Great. Yeah, and this one, we are all drinking out of the can. I think Mark poured a little out into his glass, but you do get some great color. It's pinkish. Um, like a did, blush, rose-ish color. It's got a hue. Yeah. And I know uh, I've been a huge proponent of Pool Party as, you know, as a listener of the podcast, Pool Party was dubbed the beer of the summer. However... This this beer is uh, one that I do find myself going back to quite a bit more, which uh, shocks the bartenders here when I don't order a pool party. But it is super refreshing. It's delicious. It uh, gets all of those great characteristics of a juicy watermelon, and isn't really necessarily that 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 uh, fake watermelon. Um, how crushable would you say it is? How crushable. Six. Wow. It's only 5%, too. So that six. extra 2% or 3% from Creamsicles, if you had a whole six-pack, that's that's a half a, that's almost a half a beer extra. Yeah, quarter mm-hmm. quarter beer, so mm-hmm. six crusher. Six. Six. Oh, man. Pure pressure. Pure pressure. <sighs> He's going to bring it down. I'm going to say it's, it's, a, it's, a, like it's a two it. crusher. I did not want to like this beer Ooh. just by hearing the word watermelon. And then that lime, Chris is right. It just... It brings it up. It lifts the whole thing up. It kicks it into high gear. Oh, it does. So, well, all right. I was going to go five, but in all the spirit right. so of ringing the bell, oh, no he wants way. it. He's going. I'll, I'll let you twist my arm. It's a look at that six crusher, two unanimous, one five. To summarize, creamsicle in at a five crusher, inflatable flamingo, and at a six. It is super refreshing on a hot day too. I cannot express enough. I'm about to drink an inflatable lemon glow. Oh. What? I was thinking about I don't know. I was thinking good, about you know, emerald emerald style kicking it up a notch and maybe mixing a little let me squeeze past you, 
get a little more lime with that watermelon uh, and see how that goes. Um, mm-hmm. Lemon glow, or was that a creamsy? Yeah, it was lemon glow. Okay. I got it mixed with a creamsy right now. Yeah, I've had that. Pretty good. Uh, Pretty good. I've had that. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little off menu. Uh, and I'm looking. Again, we, we referenced Mr. Paulson here, Matt Paulson. Um, Dr. Paulson? He is indeed a doctor. Doctor. Dr. Paulson. Old Doc Paulson. Uh, with his question, and this is a great question. It's a beer can label question. How many cans do you buy before you decide to go with printed cans versus sticker labels? Thanks. Thanks for that beautiful question. There was a time this was a lot more applicable, maybe. The answer is a lot of cans. A lot. Yeah. Let's throw out some numbers for you. So we buy cans by the truckload. So a truckload of cans is about 204,000 cans. So whether you're ordering blank silver cans or printed cans, the minimum order is 204,000 cans per time you order them. Very true. So if you want to use a printed can, that is the amount you are ordering or more. And so let's see, pool party. 8,500 cases. 8,500 cases. So that's 8,500 cases of beer. Probably more beer. I'm not doing the math, but that seems like more beer than most people are going to drink in their lifetime. Adam, get your abacus out because well, I'm thinking you're drinking more beer than that in your yeah, lifetime. Yeah, probably. 8,500 cases? I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I don't know. Don't do that math. <laughs> it's the same reason I wouldn't go on. Yeah, it's 617 barrels. I didn't barrels. want a record of that. So you, I'm also, to, to put it in context, we probably use ten about 10 to 12 truckloads of cans. Mm-hmm here at the brewery per year yes that is total all in so we bought some pool party cans that's our uh latest printed can and we bought those two years ago and we bought another truckload this year and we just got into that second truckload and with that was that was three years of pool party so the answer is kind of multifaceted i would say because it has to do with whether it's a year-round for a brewery our size and our, our reach for distribution, whether it's a year-round beer or not, or whether it's a beer that we know will go through a lot of volume, like a pool party that is essentially May through September, and we know we're going to bring it back every year. And, and because we're such a, a young brewery and have varied up our um, product mix so much, you, you don't want to get into a situation where you buy 204,000 cans of something and then you stop making the beer. Because uh, we do have a lot of 1862 Ale Stiff Arm and Greenskeeper cans that, yes, we that, do. that will get filled yeah. every now and again. And beyond just the beer and the, the artwork, I mean, there's considerations like, is the ABV going to change from year to year? Is the, is the UPC going to change? Um, do we foresee redesigning the labels overall? Like, those are all considerations as well um, when thinking about getting them can printed. Yeah, and having just done a reconfiguration on the layout is proof in the can right in front of us of inflatable flamingo. Or, and, that, and, and recipe, like a lot of times, especially in the description, we'll talk about hops or um, something to do with, with the beer. And, you know, sometimes, especially with an IPA, I mean... 
hop availability and, and stuff like that can change a recipe from year to year as well. So you, you got to be pretty sure that everything you're printing on that many cans is going to be is going to be valid and correct for at least a couple of years. And then mm-hmm. the the final piece of the equation is with what 7,000 breweries, I don't even know how many have opened in the past year, but in a, in a lot of them now packaging that also a lot of them might put a couple different cans in printed while you have a lot of demand, especially with, we saw this with COVID and, and you're going to see it, uh, you know, we're, it's starting to dwindle back a little bit, but with the larger players putting more beers in cans because of the less opportunities to sell in kegs, there's only a few can manufacturers. So it's a lot, even though there is a shortage, it's a lot easier to say, Hey, find me some blank cans than fitting into the production calendar with a new brand that you need to get uh, printed. Now that, that as, as we're saying that we're in the process of determining whether we, we would be switching a couple brands like lemon glows a year round beer at this point. Is that a opportunity to put it in uh, printed cans because, you know, as someone who looks at a lot of the economics of it, at the end of the day, it doesn't really cost any difference when you get them printed versus blank because they're running through the same, they run them through the same machinery. They just don't put the printing plates on for the blank cans. Uh, So you pay some artwork up front. uh, That's maybe a couple thousand dollars, but that spreads pretty evenly over those 204,000 can orders each time. Versus, you know, when you buy a label or breweries that shrink wrap, you're paying anywhere from a nickel to a quarter. Um, some places will pay 25 cents to get their can shrink wrap. So uh, it definitely adds to the cost. So, you, you know, we would rather have a printed can. It looks better. But the ability to um, pivot or come out with new beers, uh, that's where the beauty of, the, of, of having the silver cans and being able to label them uh, is that advantage. When we first started brewing, uh, it was a, a very early on when a lot of the craft breweries started canning, or there weren't as many. So we had the opportunity. We could get half truckloads of printed cans, which allowed us potentially more flexibility. But they ended that very quickly after we, uh, after we started canning ourselves. Um, and uh, it's... Uh, yeah, we were able to get like half a, ki- half a truck of Greenskeeper, half a truck of... Stiff, stiff arm, arm yeah. and different height pallet uh, stacks. Oh yeah, on right. layers yeah. like yeah, because of where we were storing them at the time, it behooved us to be at a seventeen stack, which they're ordinarily in a twenty one cans, unless they're sixteen ounce cans. Obviously, it's a great a question, uh, Matt. I, I I'm not sure. We'd have to check the check the rule book and look back at the tapes to see if you've uh, you've got a shirt before and. And how often you can send in questions to uh, get a shirt, but I'm sure if you talk to Mr. Richards I'm here, sure you can have you, we can hook you up with a uh, shirt. So thanks for sending that in. And uh, for other listeners, we, we love answering questions here on the podcast. Go on uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, our website, or just email cheers at langrampbrewing.com or just grab one of us in the tap. Well, we won't remember. So make no. sure to yeah. send it in. <laughs> Well, one thing for sure on Matt Paulson is uh, when I see you down here later this morning, you can get every new card available. All right. Well, enough about the beers. 
Unless you guys got any closing thoughts about these two delicious summer beers. I mean, it is beers with the brewers. Delicious, delicious. There you go. What else is going on around here? Oh, you know, the huge. That's it. Christmas in July. <laughs> Movie Mondays. Movie Monday. There's a lot it's of Christmas, Christmas in July in going July. on. You can hear Santa's sleigh bells uh, coming out over the Olentangy River. He's swooping in the beer garden on Monday night for our movie night. It's 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 Christmas in July. Christmas vacation. Oh, that, he just said it. Yeah, I did. Usually we beat around the bush a little bit and then accidentally say it. But yeah, it's Christmas vacation, <laughs> which is a, a classic. So come out and watch that. And if you if you really want to get in the mood, you can dig back in our Instagram archive maybe that's gonna maybe that should be the teaser <laughs> that could be the trailer that should be the teaser yeah. For, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah and you can see uh what two christmases ago when uh adam kayla bonnie and myself remade the the famous uh trip to get the christmas tree from christmas vacation um yeah so yeah movie movie mondays still going if you want to find out what's coming up next uh either listen to this podcast or go follow Land Grant Movie Phone on Instagram or use your touchtone uh, phone to dial 313-LG-MOVIE and we'll give you the, the upcoming slate of films. Or it's on the tap room on one of the yeah, TVs. Yeah, or you, you just can come see to the tap room too. Yeah, we got it on the, on the yeah. TV on the, on the yeah. wall. So. so plenty of places to find out what's coming up. Um, uh, tri- Trivia Travia Tuesdays ongoing. Yeah. Those are great. Oh, I should shout out uh, Monday Night uh, Tibetan Momos here, too. Mm-hmm. If you haven't had them. It's delicious. It's really good. Uh, come down and check that out. Uh, Travia Tuesdays, every Tuesday. Our friend Travis does a great trivia night down here outside. Um, so come play along uh, with that. Do we have a regular food truck for Tuesdays yet? Uh, we still have not, not yet. a regular. We have two possibilities for next week. You, okay. There yeah, will be food here. We're not. Mark, you weren't uh, recording. Your mic wasn't picking you up. So, yeah. And then uh, still got music going on Thursdays and Sundays, right? But the weather's just been weather. weather. Yeah, it's questionable weather. Yeah, Uh, we've been having a lot of rain or rainy. Yeah, but hopefully the weather tonight on Thursday is going to be pretty good. Same with Sunday. And then Saturday night, if you're not going... You should. I think there's still, still some tickets available, but if you somehow don't don't find yourself over at Lower.com Field, we'll have the game on here in the tap room. Mm-hmm. Uh, crew play. I think it's New York Football Club, NYCFC, uh, at uh, um, 7.30, 7.30 p.m., Lower.com Field. If you didn't yeah. go to the first game, the opener, it sold out. You should go down there yeah. and look, and there's a lot of lemon glow. A lot of it. They it's, sold a lot, and they got a lot more. Yeah. And we just canned a bunch of 16-ounce Lemon Glow today to go to the stadium. So, so Super fresh Lemon Glow. Freshies. And Massive, should, you should be able to find it. I know there were some people that had some issues finding Massive last time. They also, our Landgram bar wasn't completed. The signage, we haven't been confirmed if the signage will be up. But yeah. if you are walking down the stadium, uh, it's the Nationwide Boulevard side. So yeah. what is that, the uh, south east side, south, south side? Yeah, south, 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 south between the Donatos and the crew grill uh that we uh we have oh sure let me squeeze past you lemon glow and uh, on tap there yeah so check it out um yeah we'll have every crew game on for that matter so come on down and do that always 
Um, who are also playing next Wednesday night. So it's the first kind of happy oh. hour game. They're playing Nashville, the other yellow soccer team. There you go. Uh, Lower.com field. So versus going, being downtown, or, or having to go to a weeknight game at Moffray, this is going to be uh, a, a, a much easier event to attend. So yeah. looking forward to seeing the, the crew back Just on pop, the field. Pop over after recording because of the Brewers. Yeah, unfortunately, they... Uh, a lot of players out because of the Gold Cup. So no Jazzy, no uh, Diaz, but yeah. get some wins. Yeah. Two-two ties are fun, but wins would be more fun. Wins would be more fun. Well, what are we talking about next week, guys? I think strawberry lavender balloon hands, if that makes the schedule, Chris. <laughs> the long-awaited. Long-awaited. Yeah. Uh, fan favorite. Yeah, fan favorite. Should be out for next next week's podcast. Keep, I'm super keep excited. Keep the fruit, the fruit theme going. Awesome. Perfect for summer. Well, right on. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, Matt Paulson, see you down here to get your collector's cards. Yeah, make sure uh, when you get those cards, tip your bartenders. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Welcome to Beers of the Brewers. It's a TV show that we do every week.